welcome to Superman Lois, the New Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk all about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois television series. And we're going to jump in. DC Fandom happened recently. We've got some news on from the panel. And before that, the CW did release a teaser in the build-up to DC Fandom for Superman and Lois. It was one of these generic CW superhero teasers where they show old footage and then the end, the last 45-ish seconds was a teaser for Superman and Lois that used old footage of Tyler Hecklin's Superman, Bitsy Tolick's Lois Lane, from a variety of different things, including Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, what did you think of this? Obviously, I can't like fault them for using reused footage because nobody is allowed to shoot new footage right now unless you've already followed all the steps and everything, and they're, they're getting ready to do that. So obviously, they haven't had a chance to shoot new footage, so I definitely can't fault them for that. Um, the, it looks cool. It It has different music than i've heard before and i'm not a hundred percent sure how i feel about it so far i didn't know what you thought about the the music that was used in this trailer okay i liked it i liked it if it's a new theme that they're going to do for the show i think it's promising i want to hear more of it but it it sounded very john williams ish yeah which most of the superman themes since john williams have sounded kind of john williams ish because it was very influential but i did i thought it sounded good i would like to hear the full full theme type thing if they're going to do a new one from the one that Heckland Superman had on Supergirl. Yeah. I guess this is another thing that is probably affected by the pandemic is it sounded to me like a artificial plug-in in a computer trying to emulate the sound of a symphony instead of like having live musicians playing it. So musically maybe it sounds okay, but like actually quality wise, maybe once they can have a group of people in person again playing instruments together, they could create a higher quality version of that but again we're just speculating this could just be generic stock music that they decided to throw in this trailer that's a really good point Uh, i will defer to you on the music (laughs) expertise there in the synthesizing and all of that Uh, that sounds that's more your area of expertise than uh i thought it sounded good i think overall this was a cool teaser for Mm -hmm. showing absolutely nothing new it did have some new dialogue that they must have recorded somehow but this was just a fun thing this was just a cool little reminder we've been waiting so long to get any footage or news or anything on this show and it's like oh yeah this is actually going to happen right it's it's been delayed so many times and we haven't seen anything new and this was just a cool energetic little thing for not having any new footage it was a fun exciting teaser and i was glad to see it looking at the new stuff uh in terms of the new dialogue it sounds like hecklin says what if this life what if this isn't the life we were meant to have after crisis? And he also said, your mother's planning a trip and this family needs Smallville as much as the world needs Superman. I thought that was a pretty cool and interesting line. And again, really hammering the, the fact home that this this series is really going to be centered around Smallville and things that happen there. So it's interesting to hear him say that this family needs Smallville as much as the world needs Superman. That's a that's a pretty big need. So I wonder what the, the motivation is, why he's saying that, why they why he feels like they need Smallville so badly. Yeah, and this came, seems to be a reminder, this is very heavily going to be set in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know how much of the percentage, but I would expect a large percentage of the show to be set in Smallville and that Superman may be going across the world, whatever, here and there, and maybe occasional trips to Metropolis. I don't know, but I thought that was, was interesting. They really wanted to emphasize this, and I think it's almost something that could be marketed towards Smallville fans or something like that because it's like, oh, we're using actual imagery reusing the barn and i would also take this to mean that they're going to be using it's kind of been expected but i'm guessing they're going to reuse the kent farm barn that was used in smallville it's used in elseworlds obviously 
for them. I mean, there hasn't been an official confirmation of that, but I would guess they're going to use that. And I guess that's really good for the the farmers who actually live there <laughs> and just occasionally get money, I presume, from Smallville and any other shows that want to film there. Right. They obviously still have access to it, so might as well use it if you can get, get the exact same one and have it look exactly the same because, right, we're both huge fans of Smallville and just we... You know, most barns probably kind of look alike, but you can tell that that's the barn, <laughs> and it's it's nice having that nostalgia trip. Yeah. Other major thing, the CW seems to be referring to their superhero shows now as the CW-verse. Any thoughts on that? It, I don't know. It's <laughs> It makes sense that you don't want to call it the Arrowverse anymore, um, but CW-verse doesn't exactly trip off the tongue very nicely, but it's... You got to group them together some way. And I guess that's the most that makes the most sense. It's the superhero shows that appear on CW. So that's that's a lot wordier than CW verse. And they both mean the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I'll let you in on a little secret here. I've been unable to say Arrowverse since Superman yeah. and Lois was announced. And I've also been <laughs> un- unable to call the show a spinoff. Yeah, maybe it's it's uh, the arrogant Superman fan in me, I suppose. But considering this universe is owes as much to Smallville as anything else, uh, not to disrespect arrow and, and the good work they did there and their importance or anything any anybody involved there but i don't think the cw verse is a cool sounding name but whatever it's fine you can't call it earth prime because I, they're including star girl in there and they're on earth too mm-hmm. you can't call it the berlanti verse like Stephen amell suggested because berlanti has other superhero shows that are not in this universe with titans and doom patrol so there's no perfect way of saying it and i guess i will stick with the cw verse for now yeah but there was that 24-hour DC Fandom panel, and it had DC's chief creative officer, I think is his current title. Now there's been some shakeups at DC. Jim Lee, Superman and Lois showrunner Todd Helming, Tyler Hecklin, who of course will be playing Clark Kent Superman, and Elizabeth Bitsy Tolick as Lois Lane. Uh, overall, did you have any big big picture thoughts on this panel and how it was done? Uh, I mean, how it was done is just kind of, it's necessary in these times, and it's, everybody was just, it was a Zoom call basically, and everybody's in their own places small thing i don't know what was going on in tyler hecklin's background with the skulls and everything <laughs> that doesn't matter it was just he was an interesting location so that was cool to see but yeah overall it was really great to see tyler hecklin and bitsy tulloch talk about their characters and just to see how much these characters mean to them and how thoughtful they are about it like they both spent a lot of time talking about interacting with kids and like coming to the realization that their character they are that character to children and kind of having to live up to that role and what they how they present themselves to two kids and making those dreams kind of come true for kids. So that was really cool to hear. And then also to hear them talk about their parenting experience and how they're bringing that experience to the show and playing parents. Bitsy is a parent and Tyler Hecklin isn't, but he's got a lot of niece and nephews. So he's got to play fun uncle for a while. So yeah, it was really interesting to see like their, their personal backgrounds that they're bringing to the characters. Yeah. First off. Yeah. I'm not sure the, why the skulls in the background of Tyler Hecklin's did steal the show a little bit. A lot of people were interested in that. I didn't even notice them uh, the first time I watched it. So it's it's interesting. I guess he's prepared for Halloween, but he probably recorded this back in July or something (laughs) because I think they've been sitting on this for a while. It was initially supposed to come out in August. So I don't know, but good for him. It seemed cool. Um, Yeah, and I agree with you. Hecklin and Tolik both came off really impressive. They were really likable and thoughtful in this and it's you know it's a pr thing so they should come off that way but i thought they came off really good and like they were really respectful and thoughtful of the characters um that and understand the importance like you said uh, of talking about it so 
I thought it was a fun little look at the panel. It doesn't give a ton of details. We'll obviously get into more of it here, uh, but it's kind of a generic one. They don't have any footage to show. They've announced all the casting, major casting for the pilot series regulars months ago. So they didn't really have any new information they could share until the show actually gets closer here. But uh, I thought it was really well done overall. 90 plus percent of it I really enjoyed. There's a couple of concerns I've got that we'll get into just Mm -hmm. in terms of where I I personally like to see the show go as a fan. But yeah, all in all, it was pretty cool and cool to see Hecklin really. That's his first time we've seen an extended talk from him about the show and it's good to hear always good to hear more from Bitsy Tolick because uh she seems to really have a good handle on Lois Lane and I'm really excited to see more of that yeah not only on the character but just she is an extremely smart and well-spoken person in general and so it's it's pretty nice to listen to her talk about a subject that you're interested in because she brings a lot of intelligence to it absolutely so in terms of the details obviously Lee had to bring up what how this show will be different from Superman shows in the past I don't know that you necessarily need to be different go out of your way to be different but helbing did point out that clark and lois are married with two twin teenage boys this is all stuff we knew before and helbing said that he has two boys and grew up in the midwest and wanted to bring those personal experiences to the show and compared it to having two working parents in today's world and all those challenges that come with that and also wanting the kids to be different because his kids are different so the two boys will be very different personalities yeah, and this, again, brings up the, the speculation that I've had a few times of maybe one of the boys will develop their powers sooner, or maybe they'll have different powers, or maybe even one of them doesn't have powers for a while or something like that. But wanting <clears throat> wanting to have the boys be very different, I think, is, is a really good way to kind of tell the story of how Lois and Clark are different, maybe tell that story extended through their two different sons. But like you said, this isn't a whole lot of new information. This is really the core of the story that they've been kind of hammering home since the beginning. That This is about Superman and Lois as a family and as parents. So they're just kind of reiterating stuff that they've, they've said before. Yeah, it does confirm that Clark and Lois are married, which I yeah. guess they were, they were married sometime off screen between Elseworlds and Crisis on Infinite Earths on Argo or something. We never really got to see that. Um, I'm curious where that fits in the timeline. If the boys came 12, 15 years earlier... Did they get married that much earlier or is, you know, I'm, I'm curious how that all fits in the timeline and if they get into that in the show. But this, this we've talked about, this will make it different from past shows involving Superman. Uh, Lois and Clark were married in the final season of Lois and Clark, but no kids there or anything. And that was just still relatively early in their relationship. So this is going to be a couple that's been together much longer. Yeah. He also said a tragedy is going to cause Lois and Clark to move to Smallville, thinking it might be easier to raise children there. wouldn't say what the tragedy was, um, but something is going to bring them back to the town. And Helbing said, also talked about how he had a town in his business leave and the town started to dry up. Or he had a business in his town leave and the town started to dry up. And so it sounds like Smallville is going to be dealing with, or the town of Smallville is going to be dealing with some real world issues in that way. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see some of those i think those are really um good areas to like tell stories with lois and unpowered characters are the kind of just like human day-to-day interactions that superman can't fix by punching something like you know a town losing a lot of business or losing its heart or whatever those are the kind of things that superman and lois will have to to tackle just using like their human abilities so it'll be interesting to see those kind of stories in juxtaposition with the the big beat-em-ups with overpowered characters and stuff so or superpowered characters i should say any speculation on what the tragedy 
would be you think it's a meteor shower <laughs> it might be a meteor shower no i i mean i think probably someone close to the family dies or something and they want to go back home and spend time with the family that is there uh or maybe something really bad happens where they're they're living or they've caused maybe by accident something really bad to happen where they're living in a, in a city and so they need to they feel like they need to leave i don't really know yeah meteor freak blows up the town right <laughs> or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm probably somebody close to them i'm with death or an, an illness maybe one of the kents isn't doing well and needs to go needs help you know they need to watch out after him or or something like that i don't know but that sounds like it's going to happen uh, helping also did say christ on infinite earths gave the show a blank slate to work with so they're kind of using that as an opportunity obviously to a fresh start for everything we know from this clark and lois but also some of the other extended characters that have been around before so we talked about how general lane was on season one of supergirl when it was on cbs five years ago or whatever uh and there's a new general lane a different actor so i'm expecting maybe none of that history to carry over or maybe some of it does but it's i think it's a blank slate for the audience in that they're not going to need to go back and watch every other cw superhero show to be able to watch episode one of superman and lois right exactly and the fact that this superman tyler hecklin has been in so many different situations and on so many different shows that i don't think like you said they're not going to require you to have have watched all those and to be up to date with everything that happened and i'm sure they'll have a, an excellent recap to catch everybody up right at the beginning of the the season just to explain the the situation so yeah i i don't think a whole lot of past stuff especially with general lane is going to be come into play really yeah and that leaves a blank slate for switching anything you want to know about the show and also any villains that have showed up elsewhere or anything like that, they could potentially get a fresh start. Bitsy Tolik also talked about how Lois and Superman will both be dedicated to their careers and have to juggle that with the responsibilities as a parent. It's something we kind of talked about before, uh, but she said it in interesting ways, how Lois will still obviously be very dedicated to being a reporter, which I'm excited to hear, and Superman also, and you have to juggle with that with what if your kid needs something, but there is a an explosion two states over that only superman can get to what do you do then and i think that's a potential spot for drama on the show that is could be really complicated to get to but tulik also said that you know lois understands the need for superman so it's not going to be like the constant oh well we're having dinner and zod invaded but i really you know it's nothing like that it's not going to have any fake drama it's going to be some some good stuff there yeah, and those are the kinds of moments that I really enjoyed from the like the comic arcs that we were reading when Superman and or, and Lois are kind of juggling their professional lives with raising their kid and now on the show they're going to have two kids to raise. Um but yeah, seeing seeing Bitsy Tulloch talk about the focus that's going to be put on Lois and her career as a reporter that that gives me a lot of uh hope that the kind of stories I want to see are going to get made. Yeah, I'm really excited for that and that's something they bring up every time Lois they don't bring up you know she's superman's wife or anything like that they bring up she's a reporter so i hope that's baked into the show and that she's going to be a reporter they did not mention much about clark being a reporter yeah. uh, i'm hoping i'm hoping we still get to see a good bit of that of clark being a reporter too he's uh, my favorite interpretations are when he's still a, a very competent and good reporter and sometimes very competitive when and even best slowest at times and they have a, a competitive friendly rivalry sometimes in terms of who's the best reporter and getting the story and all that. Yeah. You alluded to how Tolik has a toddler 
at home and heckling's at uncle the six and he also referenced his dad who was an emergency room doctor and father of four in terms of how being having some very demanding professional lives balanced with being a parent and and how they're using that as inspiration in their roles yeah i I really did like that part where they were talking about that like i said i there's this whole show is really going to center around parenting it seems like and the family structures so knowing you don't need to know that history for the the actors but if you're like us and you you want to know all the details and know all the little nods and everything it's really nice to know that background absolutely Um, and they didn't get into jim lee did point out obviously it's a superhero show there's gonna be a lot of superhero action and all that but they didn't really get into anything that story-wise and we said in the past all the superhero projects are really this is going to be a family drama with superheroics right uh they balance that but they didn't get into anything who superman's going to be fighting what kind of villains and storylines that might have on the superhero side and i'm okay with them not getting into that i like that they're focusing on the personal lives first and getting that right uh, obviously there's going to be plenty of superman in costume we hope and and saving the day and all that so I, i'm like having a nice balance between the personal lives and the superhero ish stuff yeah me too uh, bitsy Tullock did say that she's read the scripts for two episodes and finds the storyline with the kids very compelling so the first two episodes, I guess, are going to have a lot to do with the, the kids, which makes sense. Those are those are the biggest unknowns for us, I think, right now. So hopefully they'll spend a lot of time introducing them and kind of setting up the world around them. Yeah. And obviously she's not going to say anything bad about the scripts, but yeah, uh, it's, it's good that that stuck out to her, that she found that very compelling and the family stuff, because that seems to be what they're emphasizing. Uh, one thing Hecklin talked about was the balance of being Superman to the world and turning it off and being with family, which we talked about, but he seemed to really emphasize that and there's some really great superman stories where uh, there's arguments for superman being superman 100 percent of the time but i like the stories that show him he needs that connection to humanity he needs to go to a place to turn it off and finding that balance is something that sounds like will be explored and especially since we haven't really seen not only does he have to balance his his relationship with lois but obviously his responsibilities and relationship as a parent. So there's a lot more on the other side to balance with his actual duties as Superman. Well, let's get into the controversial part. And that is how uh, Lana Lang was brought up. And Jim Lee referenced love triangles weirdly uh, as a way to introduce the topic and helping sort of talk about how Lana would feelings, past feelings with Clark. It sounds like they have a romantic history in this show and how that would be addressed early on. Uh, Any thoughts on this? part like you said jim lee said that love triangles have always been a part of superman's mythology which i don't know yeah (laughs) i i guess that's not maybe there have been moments like that whatever you can you can find obviously there are examples of that but it's not like something that jumps out to me as superman wouldn't be superman without it no the the pre-crisis lois likes superman clark likes lois love triangle between two people was very common for a long time yeah. uh it was not a, it has been defunct basically since lois and clark got together in the early late 80s early 90s uh love triangles have not played a part in the role in superman stories other than the television show smallville which was a love triangle for everyone and right. multiple for most people <laughs> but yeah it's it is i guess it's not what I'm looking forward to most, I've I've said a few times that I'm looking forward most to the family dynamic and parenting styles and like that. So I, I'm not super interested in the old flame, Clark's old flame and how you deal with those relationships as an adult. But, you know, it's something that happens in real life. And so it's a 
a source of storytelling and something they can deal with. But I, I have a feeling it's not going to be the favorite part of the show for me. Yeah. So this was, there's a lot of concern about this. And this was the number one thing that jumped out at me, to me and the negative side. Um, first off, it's disappointing that the only way you can talk about Lana Lang is that who her boyfriend used to be. Right. I would, I would assume they're going to make her a character in a unique way. I mean, she's got a husband and kids career. I think there's more you can do than, than talk about her ex-boyfriend. Um, I think if they bring up, if Jim Lee brings up Lana in a way that doesn't involve love triangles and Helbing uses the word history instead of feelings, the vast majority of my concerns would be gone. And that's kind of, maybe I'm naive, but I hope that's what they're getting at. And it's not actually going to be present day feelings. Now I could see Clark Kent having feelings for the town of Smallville yeah. and that be playing a thing, having nostalgia. I mean, this is a guy who's moved to Metropolis, been across the world, saved the multiverse, been involved saving the multiverse, saving the universe, saving galaxies, whatever he's done in the past. And now he's moving back with his family of four to a small town. And oh yeah, there's a, a girl he spent a lot of time with in high school and there's the where he used to get milkshakes or whatever is there. It's just a weird nostalgia. I could see him having a weird feeling of history. But in terms of romantic stuff, and and Helbing did say there's obviously not going to be an affair and not going to do cat fights between Lois and Lana, which kind of go without saying you would expect. Yeah. But overall, I really hope he meant history, and I hope they just kind of address that they have a history and moved on. You know, I kind of wish they would just use Pete Ross or some other Smallville character, but I do want more female characters and Lana can be a really cool character. Uh, and since Smallville was such a big thing, I guess you kind of have to address that Clark and Lana had a history um, because it's really not that big of a deal in the comic books. But because of Smallville, I guess you have to address that. Um, but I'm hoping it's something really, something they address. Hey, yeah, they used to date and let's move on. And it's more awkward than feelings, if that makes yeah. sense. And I think it's, I, I hope it's not like, romantic jealousy right. which I, I don't think they'll do i think like you said if it w if it had been pete ross it would have been clear the intention and hopefully the intention is like they have this history because they grew up in smallville together and they know all of these things and they probably have inside jokes and all of this sort of stuff that maybe clark and lois don't have because she didn't grow up in smallville and so she doesn't she doesn't know these things so that that could provide like an interesting source of frustration maybe is not being not knowing that much about that part of Clark's life, but not having it be like a romantic thing. So that could uh, provide some interesting storytelling. Correct. And I just think in general, it would be, what's a nice word for stupid? Yeah. Uh, ill-informed? Ill-informed. Yeah. It would be very ill-informed to start a show called Superman and Lois where they're veterans. They're, they've been together a long time. And the first thing you do is throw in some romantic drama. I mean, I think most people turning in, tuning in are to see Clark and Lois working together and being a respectful team. Now, love triangles, you want to do a love triangle with the kids? Go for it. I mean, I understand the CW. They've got their demographics they want to appeal to and some teenage love triangles. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I expect it on a CW show. That's fine. Um, so all in all, uh, love triangles do have a pretty big history in Superman comics, but not when he is married to Lois with two teenage kids and yeah, they're two of the best people in the multiverse. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see that. I could be wrong. If, I, if, if you really want to see that, let us know. But I'd be very surprised. <laughs> uh, let's move on from that. General Lane apparently sees Superman as his shoulder, soldier, and has a fraught relationship with Lois. That's pretty common, their relationship being fraught. 
seeing Superman as his soldier, that's interesting. And I think that could definitely be some conflict there as well, where General Lane wants Superman to act a certain way and Superman doesn't want to do that. I hope Superman's not just blindly taking orders from General Lane. Yeah, I can't I can't see that happening. And it does make me wonder what their history is in this version of uh, General Lane and Superman that General Lane sees him as a, a soldier. So maybe he has helped him either explicitly or kind of inadvertently in the past to to fight whatever battles General Lane is fighting. But I can't imagine that they have a 100 uh, percent quarrel free 100% agreeing all the time relationship that doesn't that wouldn't make sense for the character so yeah I think it's probably more like you said General Lane has his goals and he wants to kind of exploit Superman to to reach those goals uh, but Helbing also talked about Superman and Lois as a team being an unstoppable force with Superman using his powers and Lois hunting down other villains that is 100% exactly what I want to hear <laughs> like that is a very nice one sentence description of what my perfect Superman and Lois TV show would be. So that, that has me pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see Clark and Lois hunting down as reporters, hunting stuff down and Superman steps in when major stuff needs to happen. Yeah, that sounds great. There's also the much anticipated Jim Lee teaching how to draw Superman's S shield <laughs> where it's kind of a, a diamond with two fish. Uh, I know we poked a little bit of fun about this. It was actually kind of cute and they kept it short. So I liked it. It was only a couple minutes long. And my favorite part is actually that Bitsy Tolik is such a nerd or perfectionist that she redid it and shared it yeah. on Twitter. Her second draft. Uh, I thought that was really funny, but it was a cute little thing. Yeah. Tyler Heckler and Bitsy Tolik also said they weren't very familiar with Superman stuff before being cast. Uh, but Tolik did say that she'd seen the, the Reeving Kidder film. So a little more familiar, but I, I don't know. I, I think you can definitely tell from listening to, especially the earlier parts of this this panel that they really do take these characters seriously and it's more and more they're they're seeing their their roles that they're filling in it yeah uh i agree personally i'd like them to do some research and read some superman comics but i wish everybody would read more superman comics so <laughs> it's not necessarily just them but it's more important that the the writers and directors do that to me anyway um but yeah like you said it sounds like they have a good handle on things uh, hecklin also pointed out how he was drawn to superman's ability to provide need and hot it needed hope and optimism when he was first cast. And he said, that's just as obviously as relevant in today's world and something they're excited to bring to the show. And Bitsy Tolk also pointed out how the scrutiny that journalists face in today's world is part of her inspiration for playing the character. Yeah. And it's cool to see those real world inspirations come into the show. That is pretty otherworldly a lot of times. Uh, and Tyler Hecklin did said, uh, what makes Superman Superman in my eyes is someone who without fail chooses to do the right thing and all the good that they can do. Again, you couldn't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah, Superman does the right thing because it's the thing to do. That's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah. And the major news, a new suit is coming. Yeah, which is not surprising at all, but I'm, I'm very excited to hear that. Yeah, I guess we could speculate on what we want to see. I mean, I obviously want to see the cape changed, maybe some brighter colors and, and some other things, but hopefully we'll get that pretty soon. I mean, whenever they start filming outside in the next month or so, they're going to want to release the picture first with yeah. their with their edited work there so uh i guess there's no not much point in speculating on it now uh, i also asked on twitter some feedback for what people thought of what the listeners thought of it and adam said that it was a great panel tyler heckland and bitsy Tolk have a great understanding of their characters the show looks like it will have elements of my two favorite live action versions of superman as well as elements of peter tomasi's rebirth run kenny said i liked a lot can't wait for the series 
Pam said it was awesome. Bitsy and Tyler are really in love with their characters. Can't wait to see Jordan and Alex with them as a family. I'm so excited for the show. It's time to get more Superman and Lois stories about love, courage, and justice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear everybody excited about it. Yeah, uh, we could have seen more. I guess some people wanted to see more people on the panel, but um, you can only have so many on that. So I thought that was fine. Focus on Tyler and Bitsy. Uh, yeah. But I do understand wanting to see the rest of them more. As far as seeing stories about love, courage, and justice, yeah, it sounds pretty cool to me. Steven said he loved it. Marquis said he loves it. Hecklings unionized said it was great. Tyler seems really focused and excited on the role, and I'm sure he'll do an excellent job. He understands the core of what makes Superman Superman. And the last one, Mean to Astonish, said, I thought Tyler and Bitsy were wonderful and are both great brand ambassadors for the franchise and show. I was frustrated with comments from Todd and Jim Lee, and I remain concerned about the direction of the show. And that's referring to all of what we discussed about Lana and, and all that we, we hit on pretty heavily earlier. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like mostly pretty positive uh, response to the panel and, and people are getting excited for the show. In terms of other news, the full cast has arrived in Vancouver for quarantine before filming. They might be well into their quarantine, if not done by now, according to Bitsy Tolik on Twitter. She said that she also shared her first day getting to work. So I don't know if she's doing pre-production stuff, but she showed her actual test go in her nose. And, and what that process is like. I think they've got to do it three times a week yeah. going forward. But yeah, then it's kind of final pre-production and then filming should begin as long as everything goes smoothly. But along with that, she showed what looks like her uh, little binder there with her name on it. And it looks like a new S-Shield and logo for Superman. Yeah, it's it's very swoopy, which kind of gives me like throwback vibes to an earlier era of Superman, which I do like the the symbol and the inside. The, this is a tiny the tiniest criticism that doesn't even matter but the s in lois the top of it is very long and it like almost comically long so it sticks out a little bit but like i said overall i do like it i like the the i don't know what the technical term would be but the swoopiness of it it looks good no the swoopiness is definitely the technical term <laughs> uh as for the the long s there um i'm guessing this is like going to be their logo on the show and they show it moving and like yeah. the s <laughs> Both ends of the S are going to be expanding out yep. just as a weird stylized way. Maybe not. I think it looks pretty good. I don't know. I'm always kind of weirded out when somebody tries a new S, even though there's been dozens of them over the years and sometimes multiple within the same comic. But um, I think it looks good. I want to see it on the costume. Uh, I liked the previous one, so I didn't really wasn't a change wasn't high on my list of priorities, but it could be cool. It kind of reminds me New 52-ish a little bit like Tim Burton's Superman Lives, the Nicolas Cage movie that didn't get made. And mostly of the electric blue Superman era, uh, which is interesting. But yeah, I really want to see what it looks like as a costume. It does make me think, though, if this is a, and maybe post-crisis it's not, but generally it is a family crest of some kind of the House of Ellen Krypton. So Supergirl should, it should be the identical S. It's not like a, maybe everybody yeah. on Krypton, maybe all the L's drew their own S, even though it's not an S, uh, and uh, wanted to make it look unique. Something tells me they won't make those maps. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, sets for the town of Smallville are actually being built in Cloverdale, which is a, a town center in Surrey, British Columbia. So Cloverdale was used for downtown Smallville and Smallville. It's a little bit away from outside of Vancouver. It's a bit of a drive. But yeah, it looks like there's some concept art. There's actual sets being built on Cloverdale, fail, Cloverdale Fairgrounds. And we can get a little peek at what Smallville might look like in the show. And it looks pretty similar to downtown Smallville in the show, show Smallville. Yeah, you can look at the concept art, and if you watch Smallville a bit, you probably recognize a lot of stuff that's been destroyed a handful of times on the show, so it all looks pretty familiar to me. Um, I do wonder how much time they'll actually be spending downtown versus on the farm. Like you said, it's a bit of a, a bit of a drive, so I don't think 
the whole production of the show isn't going to be centered around this area. So I wonder how long and how often they'll be there. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to use, I kind of like that they're leaning into, if they're going to be filming in Vancouver, like Smallville, why not just use those Smallville locations? I mean, you could try to go out of your way and make it look different, but you might as well lean into it and use those looks. So I wonder if they're going to use other Smallville locations, Crater Lake, the very popular Smallville Medical Center, which people had to go to six to eight times an episode in Smallville. Uh, Any of those places that could be used, I don't know. But what's interesting about it, it's a three-year deal with a chance for an extension, which tells me WB is obviously hoping the show lasts a while. They wouldn't do a three-year deal. I mean, they could have another show film there after Superman and Lois is done, but if if it was canceled earlier, but obviously they're hoping for a long run here. And also the show itself plans to be in Smallville for a while. So I know we've talked, well, I've speculated maybe after a couple seasons, move back to Metropolis. doesn't sound like that's the case, but I'm still hoping to see lots of Metropolis and the rest of the world and space. Yeah, me too. Like you said, the the three-year deal doesn't 100% mean anything, but it is a nice little kind of uh, arrow in your quiver of being able to say like, CW is very confident in the show and is putting a lot of resources behind it and is doing everything they can to to make sure it lasts a while. So it's it's just a nice other confirmation uh, of that thought that we had already. Yeah. And it also means we're going to see these people out around the town. Obviously, the interiors will probably be done on sets in studio somewhere in Vancouver, but they're probably going to be outside in Smallville. And I hope they can capture that small town feel. That wasn't always the case in Smallville, which is kind of a big town, actually, even though they yeah. said it's called Smallville many times well that is all we have for today uh thanks for listening and we'll be back soon